Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Bogey rotates to Donovan. Catch and shoot three. Swirls around, 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 and down. 6-3. Six, Six, spacing, spacing, spacing. Donovan, top, he's guarded by Morit. One-on-one, four on the clock. Rise and fire, pull up threes, backpedaling, and it's going down. He knew it when he released it. 10-2 start for the Jazz. Royce O'Neal, right angle three, missed it. I can't keep track anymore. We had 14 straight misses. Jazz missed 19 straight shots in the quarter, and somehow... Still have a pull. Donovan through the lane, rises, goes up, lays it up and in. Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yes, sir. You're marvelous. Five-point game. Donovan on fire. Ten straight points. 21 for the game. Crowd on their face. Step back three on the left side. Ow! Oh, my goodness gracious, Donovan. Rondo to the front court. Gives to Leonard. Hands it off to Paul George. Back to Leonard. Guarded by Ingles. Flings to the corner to Morris. Three seconds. Two seconds. Blocked by Gobert. One second. He fires a two. The Jazz are going to win. The defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, blocks the shot in the corner. And the Utah Jazz have taken a one-game to nothing lead over the L.A. Clippers. We, we, monsieur. Jazz win by three. They take a one-game-to-none lead over the Clippers uh, in the uh, best-of-seven series. What a fantastic start for the Jazz. It was a roller coaster of a game. Of course, you heard Locke talk about the missed shots in the first quarter. Third quarter, where Donovan Mitchell uh, was as good as a basketball player could possibly yeah. be. Um, you, you know, the defense at times was amazing. Rudy um, blocking the shot to win the game was a, a dramatic finish. It was a, it was a heck of a ball game. Uh, we talked about the atmosphere being uh, absolutely electric. I mean, I, I have a f- it's good to feel the playoff buzz in this city again. It, there was, it was pure energy in this building last yeah, night. I agree completely, and it, it is reminiscent of old times. You know, and and here's why. I think the fan base knows that the ceiling is high. It's not one of these deals where you figure, okay, this team's going to lose. It's inevitable. It's not inevitable this year. It's it's. I mean, I don't know how this series is going to turn out. I think it's going to be. There are going to be times of brilliance and times when it's really ugly, just like it was encapsulated in that single game last night. And I don't know who's going to win this series, but the Jazz can win it. They can go all the way. I mean, they can. I don't know if they will. But when fans sense that from their team, that 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 switches or flips the switch of interest so that people do get excited. And like you said, in the building last night, the place was rocking. And the Jazz feed off of that. Although early on in the game, like we said, I – Quinn said they were rushing their shots. It looked to me like uh, Quinn Quinn wanted them to shoot early, but they got a little discombobulated, and that's why Donovan, including Donovan, and he blamed himself. Uh, he he got it together and knew what he had to do in order to 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 right the ship in the third quarter. That's exactly what he did. What a showing! What a showing for him. 
So as far as first quarter goes, I, I've kind of trying to debate, and I went back and watched a little bit about whether or not it was what the Clippers were doing or, or what the Jazz were doing. And not that all of the shots were good. There were some bad ones in there, certainly. But I thought that they got some good shots. I, I almost hearkened back to my uh, my Little League pitching days when I uh, my grandfather would say, don't aim it, throw it. You ever mm-hmm. hear something like that? You sure. know, like, hell, you're aiming it out there. Uh-huh. You just rear back and throw it, right? Felt like the Jazz were aiming it a little bit in the first quarter. Does that make sense? Does that translate at all? Felt like there was maybe you you want to call it uh, like being tense or I don't know, but they were not loose and free flowing. In fact, they started the game that way, interestingly enough, and then it just spiraled on them. You know what I mean? And and so, but they pulled out of it. Yeah, it's amazing to me that that happens not infrequently. Not like last night. That was ridiculous, missing 20, 21 straight, whatever it was. But it's sometimes the Jazz, they're either all in or all out. And they were all out for a spell there uh, early on, and they got it together. And, Jake, you know how I feel about that. I think teams and players who start slow, who do not feel it, but then discover how to feel it again, is more impressive than if you're hot the whole game. I'll give you the number one reason I think they won. Only seven turnovers. I mean, that's the story <laughs> of the game right there. Only seven, three in the first half, four in the second. Wow, great number. You know how many Bogdanovich had? <laughs> uh, let's zero. See. Zero turnovers. <laughs> um, I think there are a lot of different angles to go on this game, and, and uh, we, will, we will try and dissect all of them. From a, like a fan perspective, um, I, I think fans are feeling pretty good today. Because there's that kind of, isn't there that looming, I think you've talked about this before, that looming same old jazz thing out there, right? Yeah, that's and, what I was referring to earlier in this conversation, that people, they, the ceiling is lower, and now the ceiling's the roof. Well, you know? I think there's, I, I, I don't agree with that perspective sometimes because it's, it's, it's like unsatisfiable. I mean, because the, the bar keeps moving, you know, depending on your team. But Well, yeah, um, but that's part of the, and that's I think part of the drag. It's purely psychological and, and all this stuff. But I do think that there was an element to the, the fan base out there. You beat the, the big bad Clippers in game one. You're not chasing the series. You're on top in the series, even though it's a game. So I'm not trying to blow things out of proportion. I'm just more saying that I think there was that. I mean, I saw a lot of that online during the first quarter. Like, well, here we go again. And, you know, I think oh, there's no, something not to... not with this team. I, I, not, no, but I, it's it's like playing the the scarred jazz fan card. Yeah. I, so I'm not, they're, they're believing that it's not different this yeah, year. It, it is different. I'm not saying that the Jazz is going to win the series, but it is different. They could, if they play well, they'll go to the finals. And I can't remember the last time I could say that. Probably not till all the way back to '98. I know in in 2007 they made it to the Western Conference Finals, but there was no way they were going to win that series. There was no way. The Spurs were so much better than they were, and they beat them 4-1. It wasn't going to happen. This year, it's it could happen. And yeah, so that's that should stir. Uh, the the home crowd, and I think it did last night, even through the rough stretches, because you did hear the crowd lift the team, and uh, the team responded. So, yeah, it was good stuff all the way around, even though the game itself was somewhat ugly. But that's not unusual for the playoffs. This is what happens. 
You see uh, this happen all the time. Well, there was a lot of pretty in that game too. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you can dwell on the on the first quarter, but the the Jazz did score 65 points there in the second that. half, yeah. and with some that third quarter with some just great. beautiful play from Donovan Mitchell. Mm. That the the crossover step back that he hit on on Reggie Jackson was just. I mean, I was I couldn't believe Sports Center ran its top ten and didn't have one basketball play, so it must have been some you know prefabricated. They put it together in the afternoon or something. But I mean, that was just a thing of beauty. That should yeah. be all over Sports Center top ten, along with Rudy's block uh, at the end of the well, game. Well, he was but, he was unsheathing all kinds of stuff. Bogdan, oh yeah, hitting long shots, driving to the basket, stopping and popping, doing all the stuff that he's capable of doing, and. Did you hear? I'm sure you did. You heard Donovan's post game interview, yeah. right? Was that not impressive? I mean, does this guy not have the right perspective about what's going? He essentially said he blamed himself, and he said, "I need to play better. I disappointed my team. I can play better." And so that's what he was focusing on. And he said, uh, "He said we." I'm paraphrasing, but he essentially said we we did what we were supposed to do. We were supposed to win this game. It was like no big deal. It was one game, shut the door on it, move on to the next game. And that shows maturity that a, a playoff winning team has to have. And he's their leader. So they're probably keying off of him. I love those those uh, the sound that we heard from Donovan talking to the team and then Quinn Snyder telling Donovan to, to it, it's in his head and just focus, do what you're doing, and everything will be all right. And that's true. The guy was not feeling well. He was under the weather. He said he really didn't want to talk about that, but uh, uh, he, you know, someone found out. And and so when— <laughs> Quinn talked about it. I think it, that's it, how everybody found out. Yeah, it's just very difficult to play when you're sick. And he was sick and looked the way he played. Remarkable, and I don't think there was any, you know, any tainted pizza involved. Let's, uh, well, let's hope not. I mean, it's a home game. I mean, you, you never know. You never know if where you're those a fan of a, fans might be. If you're a fan of a team, you don't poison your own player. You don't do that. Um, can we? Uh, I, I thought those, those LA teams. They got fans everywhere. You know, you got to watch out. I thought there were several questions that we talked about a lot yesterday going into this series, and I, I thought we got some at least more information. I don't know if you want to say answers because it's a long series, but I think we got some more info on some of the burning questions going into this matchup, and I think a lot of them are looking really positive for the Jazz. Should we jump into that? Yeah, up well, yeah we can do that because Quinn, remember before the game, Quinn said essentially there ain't nothing we ain't seen already, yeah. you know, and so they were pretty, pretty well – up to speed on what they were going to get out of the Clippers, or at least ready and willing to adjust when they had to. Okay, good. You didn't you didn't burn through the tees no, too bad. No, I did. You added the way, there what's too. What's going on that, out that on the good. court out there? I think the Clippers are practicing. That's what I thought because they got the, they got drapes all over the place. I right? wouldn't go in there if I were you. You think I can't sneak into a corner somewhere and pull out a notepad and start writing stuff down? No, nah, there's eyes everywhere out there. Yeah, easy, Jason Franchek. What's the purpose of no, no, your no, question? Have you ever uh, Austin cameras everywhere? Austin's right? had this happen yes. where security, you just kind of take a little peek in there, and next thing you know, like <laughs> sixty seconds later, someone's <laughs> tapping you on the shoulder. Why is that? What happened to you? Oh, it's happened several times. What'd yeah, you do? Yeah. Well, nothing. You just 
You just go and take a look in there. and Don't say you were doing nothing. You were doing something. You go and you take a look in there. What was the purpose of your peek? Just, I was bored. Wanted to see what was going on. <laughs> Who was it you were spying on? I wasn't spying on anybody. Yeah, you're just looking down into the into the bowl. Was yeah. it an entertainer or was it a team? It's happened uh, different different times. Want to see what the shirts look like? Want to see yeah. uh, the Eagles warming up? Whatever. Yeah. Am I am I remembering cor- correctly? Didn't you have one time where you ended up on a floor or something you weren't supposed to be on? When maybe that was somebody else. I thought you were talking. He was going to eat. No, 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 on the floor. When <laughs> when like a, a big deal celebrity yeah. is is in the building. I mean, like celebrity like Gordon, but just like a half a notch higher, like T Swift or something. Well, it was they, Justin Bieber. Oh, it was Bieber. Yeah. All right, yeah, I, they. I bumped into him around a corner getting out of an elevator. Were you wearing like, a, literally a, bumped a into Bieber him Believer shirt when you ran into him? Did no, you think you were stalking? I yeah, don't but, have a Bieber Believer shirt. But that's a that gets to be an issue with building, pride. building security and uh, Bieber security, right? Yeah, and then when the Muse were in, in here uh, one night, our guy John Beatty got thrown in arena jail. Did he really? We had to go bail him out downstairs. Wait, there's a jail here? Uh, it's like a little holding room, yeah. Remember Veterans Stadium had a jail? Had a judge, too. Wasn't the new one? I don't know. It has a judge? Yeah, they had a judge there on site. Like night court? Yeah. <laughs> so if you acted out somehow, you were you had to come before the judge. All those school all those years in law school, and that's you're the veteran stadium judge. It'd be kind of fun, don't you think? No, it'd be miserable. No, There'd be I'm... a lot of some sort of figuring out how drunk people are. But you'd be in the bowels of a stadium when all the action's happening up. So you can hear the crowd roar, and you're like, what's going on? And then you just have to deal with Beezus and his drunk problem. <laughs> he pro- yeah, but he probably had, like, a, a big screen TV or something. I would say imagine the stories, though, that you would tell. You know, like the 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 guy who got in a fight whose clothes are half ripped off and he's got a black eye, you know? You could have... Gonna tell yeah, you about have a lot the, of a lot yeah, of stories to share. Right. Uh-huh. If your if your uh, athletic uh, facility uh, is uh, as as is a penal institution too, then you're you got- doing it right. It's called efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I I always thought that was a little funny, but hey, they you got an issue, you got a problem with unruly fans. That's how you deal with it. Well, I will say that there are awful lot of police officers around this place when there's a game going on. Well, that's nothing new, though. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying. Watch your P's and Q's. And personally, I was grateful for those particular officers last year when there was the, the bomb scare in the building. Well, let's not talk about that. No, I, you know, I'm, I'm meaning this uh, 100% complimentary. It was like a, it was like a well-oiled machine. Those people knew what they were doing. I, I couldn't believe they emptied out this building in the in the time that they did. I mean, you think about that. You get, you know, eighteen thousand people from inside a building to out and clear in a matter of minutes. That was pretty impressive, I thought. Thank goodness it turned out to be nothing. But yeah. as far as like a, a kind of a dress rehearsal goes, I thought it was pretty good. They even remembered us, which I didn't think was a guarantee. They came up and got us. Yeah, they even remembered us. And because this this gets to the the fear of broadcasting in this studio here at Vivid Arena, if you didn't know where our studios are, during the renovation, because we were often forgot about during the renovation. <laughs> yes, like we like were. people would stumble through the door in hazmat suits and they'd go, Man alive, there are 
Man alive in here. I can't. Is that a wrecking ball coming our way? <laughs> yeah, we're just sitting here waiting for a, a wrecking ball to smash through the, the wall. We well, were rat caught. poison or something else. You know, think rat about that. poison? Well, you know, when they have to uh, take care of the rodent problem around here. There's a rodent problem around here? And what does that have to do with the renovation? You know, that's when the rats come out. I'm so confused. You don't think there's any rats in this building? But what we were talking about was how the the dangers of being here during a renovation. Right. I know when I, when well, we weren't remembered that we were here yeah, during. What does that have to do with? Dangerous. I'm worrying about wrecking balls. Jake's worrying about chainsaws, and Gordon's worrying yeah. about rodents. Right. Let's yeah. think about this for a second. What this building has in it. It's got every facet of life here. They've got a holding cell. They've got uh, they got a studio. They got food preparation areas. They have. Restroom facilities. Lloyd's here. They they probably have beds somewhere. I mean, you could live here. Okay, took an interesting turn. Uh, let's let's get. Would to, they ever have to tent this place for termites? Let's. Uh, That'd be quite a tent. Uh, okay, Gordon. Let's talk about. Uh, we had a bunch of questions uh, about this series uh, yesterday, naturally, and I think we found out some answers, or at very least, some more information. Uh, that it will be interesting to keep an eye on for the rest of the series. I I want to center the conversation around Donovan and Rudy because I think those were the kind of most important things that we learned. But we okay. can get to some other stuff as well. So All what right. do you want to what do you want to start with, Donovan or Rudy? Let's go with Rudy and then Donovan. So let's talk about the small lineup, and they're, they're actually connected, uh, Donovan and Rudy, in a lot of ways. But let's talk about the small lineup for a second because that was a big deal going into the game. Okay. Coach Snyder was asked about it a lot. How would the Jazz do against the small lineup? And you and I, I thought very astutely, not to honk our own <laughs> horns, uh, talked yesterday about how the Jazz needed to make the Clippers adjust to them. Yeah. And I think the Jazz proved a point in game one with that small lineup that the Clippers are not going to be able to go with it the entire game. And it's for a reason that I didn't really see coming. Do tell. Rudy defensively did an incredible job at whomever he got swapped out onto. And the theory, as far as I can see it, is that the entire Clipper team is 6'8 and can shoot threes. Some better than others, but that's basically their concept, and thus they can play small ball. Well, everybody Rudy switched on to was uh, he did a great job, beyond great job. And so the Clippers are going to have trouble, I think, attacking the Jazz with that lineup because they can't, there's not a bad matchup that they can get to. Does that make any sense? Yeah. So they're going to have to change a little bit to put a big in. So that Rudy has to stick with the big, possibly. And interestingly enough, I think Rudy's defense might make them go away from that lineup, combined with what we learned about Donovan, which we'll get to in a moment. But I thought Rudy's defense last night was a game changer. And I thought, you know, how are they going to defend Paul George and Kawhi Leonard Gordon? Well, Joe and, and Royce were great. But they were able to be get great because of what Rudy does. And the other thing with the small lineup, if Rudy isn't attached to a big, isn't worried about Clint Capella dunking on him, like uh, we talked about yesterday, uh, a big uh, Valanciunas dunking on him. Rudy's a lot more free to to prowl throughout the paint. And I thought that had a major, major effect on the game last Think night. about the progress Rudy has made in that regard big as time. far as his lateral movement. And there were times when he would come out on guys and 
he, his positioning was such that if you didn't know, if you didn't recognize immediately that it was Rudy, you wouldn't have known. You know what I mean? I From do. A standpoint, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. there's a big lumbering guy who's out no, there. No, no, no. Yeah, it was. Uh, he impressed. closes out terrifically well as he well, proved it, on the last play, yeah, and the percentages are uh, prove that out. Now I want to, as long as we're on Rudy, and we'll we'll get to Donovan here in a moment, but I want to talk about what Ty Lue said after the game, because I think this goes right to what we're what we're getting to here, Gordon, okay. with Rudy. Ty Lue was asked about not calling a timeout before the final possession. And there's a lot in here that actually makes some sense, but one part which which doesn't, all right? So he uh, he says, no, I didn't want them to take Gobert out of the game and having to switch their guys in or have time to talk about it as a team if they wanted to foul or not. I just thought getting a stop, getting out on the break with Gobert on the floor would generate an open three, but he did a good job of closing out to the corner. I got to watch it, but that's the best time to try and get an open three, especially when a team doesn't know if they're going to foul or what they're going to do coming down in transition. All of that is true about yeah, transition. That, that that's, makes sense. That's, that's all factual. I, I certainly get the logic there. But the, the Gobert thing, the Jazz would never have pulled Rudy off the floor. That, that, absolutely not, because Rudy, Rudy, as he proved, is a terrific option defensively against almost any scenario. What was the stat on that? that was shoot or shoot, like 14% less. less than they normally do from three when Rudy is closing? Lock hit on that a lot last night, and we can we can bring that up with him when he joins the show uh, coming up at, at five o'clock. But I mean that that part of the logic and then uh, the way it played out. But like that's you what said was exactly what uh, the Jazz would have preferred. And and I think therein lies, uh, you know, Ty Lue probably doesn't watch a ton of Jazz games. I mean, I'm sure he scouts and all that. But that's that that is an out of date th- thought about Rudy Gobert, and and I think that is why. The Clippers thought that they could go with the small ball lineup so much, but Rudy has evolved as a player over the years so much that I don't I don't think that's going to be an effective lineup against the Jazz, or at least not as effective as maybe a lot thought going in. On that last shot, there was a time when Rudy, if he had fallen victim to the original attempt, uh, he wouldn't have been able to recover in time. Oh, his second bounce block. He's had a ton of those this year. Yeah. Second second jump blocks. It's amazing. Yeah, he's worked at it. Yeah. And you can tell. So, And he didn't foul. Closed out, challenged the shot, eventually blocked it without fouling. Was he close to fouling? I mean, look at all the angles. I don't think so. I'm not saying he did foul. I'm just saying that was – you never know when you're putting your arm up like that. But it was a great play. Are you talking about on the block or on the closeout? Uh, on the I'm, block, I'm talking about on the block. It was that. It was as clean as okay. if you if you see the the side picture, which the Jazz uh, their their Twitter account did a good job putting it out after the game. All the different camera angles on Rudy's block, and it, you see the side angle, and that's as it's as beautiful and clean a block as you're going to see. I've heard some people say that Kawhi Leonard should have taken that shot, but he was very well covered. Yeah. I, I don't know how he could have gotten a shot off. Joe Ingles and Royce O'Neal were as instrumental in that play as Rudy was. Rudy just happened to get the block. Royce O'Neal and Joe Ingles did very well switching on George and Kawhi yeah. and getting them out. Now, Ingles overextended, but got back quick enough that when Kawhi finally went to his right to attempt that shot, there was no window. Now, do we believe that Rudy baited him into going to Morris? That's the well, question. That's what he said. 
Well, he kind of hinted at it All anyway. Right. I don't know if he flat out said it. He said, I knew the ball was going <laughs> to Morris. And then, I, you know, I read some critique uh, out there online today that uh, Rudy actually made a mistake on the play and uh, tried to cover Kawhi's drive, even though the Jazz would have gladly given up two points, which would be correct unless you wanted Morris to shoot it all along and it was a bait. Is he baiting them to go to Morris? How are we going to know that? I well, Rudy kind of told us. Well, I mean, yeah, but what I'm saying is how can we definitively know whether it's a fact or not? True. But here's why I choose to believe Rudy. Because, man, has he turned into a savvy defender. That's not a mistake that Rudy would make. Well, all right. I, I, can, I can buy that. I think. I mean, he's the captain of the defense. How many defensive mistakes do we see Rudy make on a nightly basis? Very few, if any. True again. Yeah. And in fact, he he the times that he does quote unquote look bad is usually because of somebody else's mistake. And then inevitably in the post game we get Rudy's uh, classic line which I love by the way where he says we got to communicate better, <laughs> which is code for you got to listen to me. <laughs> so, you have two ears and one mouth. <laughs> yeah, it's, but but he puts it he puts it very, you know, uh, uh diplomatically which he should. You know, we got to communicate better, which is, you know, true in almost any situation in life <laughs> you we know, need I to communicate really better. That. That's pretty that's pretty funny. It's true. It, it is true. <laughs> but which is be- what Gordon's Twitter byline is by the way. Says what we have here is a failure to communicate, which is Gordon's code for listen to me and shut your mouth. No, it's a, well, it's from the movie uh, cool Hand Luke. Yeah. Which is Cool Hand Luke's way of saying, see this thing on my hip? You want to listen and not talk. That was cool Hand Luke didn't utter that line. It was the... The uh, warden, wasn't it? Yeah, the, 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 <laughs> whatever. the boss, whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> but but the, my, my point is, is Rudy, Rudy is the safety, right? He's the one back there barking orders saying this and this and that, and this is how we're going to play screen and rolls, and this is how we're going to do this. And, you know, when somebody gets beat, Rudy's not the type of guy who's going to be like, well, I'm not going to look bad because you made a mistake. He's always going to challenge it. But you do always hear in those after those types of performances where the defense isn't good, Rudy always goes to it. We need to communicate better, which okay, means I- open your ear holes, people, because I'm telling you exactly what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to listen for that in the future. It's pretty funny. Oh, he brings it up a lot. Yeah. So before all that happened, the Paul George three, was his foot on? Was his toe on the line? Where he uh, he he didn't take it, then stepped to his right and took it. Is that what you're talking the about? The one that that cut the lead to three instead of four. I hadn't even I didn't notice. I swear. I mean, I did not look at a replay of that. But did anybody else think his toe was on the line? Well, I'm sure they looked at it. I mean, it's last two minutes. So, right. I mean, they usually there was a there was a break in the action in between that and. The okay. Jazz next play, right? Yeah, they usually automatically look at that stuff. Do you think the Jazz should have fouled in that I, The thought went through yeah. my mind in the moment. No, it probably should have fouled. Uh-huh. But that's that's what Ty Lue was talking about. I mean, that you catch a team, you get them on their heels, and that's the best way to get an open shot. That's a fact. Where you don't have time to group in and say, hey, guys, if we get this scenario, we're fouling. Well, you know? what you definitely didn't want to do is you didn't want to foul. On the three. On the three. And then you lose the game. Right. And it worked out. It worked out. The Jazz are a really good defensive team. They played really good defense, and they got the win. Donovan was really mad at himself for that careless pass he made. With how many? How, how much time was left on that? Eighteen when the ball yeah. changed hands there. Yeah, that wasn't terrific. Yeah, that was... but it worked out all right. Mistakes are made. Donovan did plenty to help him win. 
Can't play the perfect game. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll have more next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.